Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Wednesday, we're a new month, and if you're watching on TV 10... You would have noticed I participated in No Shave November and uh, officially shaved for the first time in a month. How's it feel? It feels weird. <laughs> I woke <laughs> up and I was I walked outside today and I was like, my face is cold. <laughs> Nick though, Nick decided not to uh, to do that and he's still rocking. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it, I've set this as my my look standard. Now. Your standard. So. If I changed it, it would just be weird. Uh, it would. Yeah. It was weird seeing you this morning, honestly. I didn't even notice, if I'm being honest. Well, I didn't see you until you got here, so. I'm just saying. You live together. Yeah, I didn't see him until he got here. I did it last night at like 12.15 in the morning, so. Fair enough. Last night at 12.15 in the morning? Well, this Mad, morning. Yeah. So you did it at midnight? Yeah. Wow. What a time to shave. I just had the, the itch. All right. Well, welcome into <laughs> welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Wednesday, December first, and uh, we have officially we have got breaking news here on the Sports Mix. We've officially received word from the NCAA broadcast services that we will be broadcasting. The Shepherd Rams quarterfinal playoff game at Cutstown on Saturday. That's a 12.05 kickoff. We'll be broadcasting that on TV 10 and on WRNR TV on YouTube. Nick and Travis back at it. Travis back at it after a week off of calling games. He was on vacation, but they'll be up in Cutstown on Saturday. You excited, Nick? How can you not be excited for Cutstown Shepherd? Obviously, it could be at Andre Reed Stadium. Yeah, Andre Reed Stadium. Um, you know, a, a semi or quarterfinal match technically i I think it's the region final yeah you can call it the region championship um but you know two teams that obviously have developed a little bit of a rivalry i think already with kutztown beating the rams twice in some close ball games a very good defense a top 10 defense in the country going up against the number one offense in the country in division two so i mean this is a uh big time matchup obviously kutztown with the win over the rams in the regular season will that happen again this time around, you know, I think Shepard uh, is the more talented team, but I think Kutztown, for whatever reason, has found a way to, you know, be kind of a, a tough one for Shepard. So I expect a close game. I expect a very good football game. And it's two really good teams going at it. Yeah, the last time these two teams met, Kutztown just kind of jumped on Shepard early and uh, kind of just put them down two scores and got the crowd out of it there at Rams Stadium and I feel like Shepard's going to be uh prepared for that this time if you remember it was mostly special team issues that were an issue during that game and was that the game where they had the kick blocked yes the field goal was blocked for a touchdown so that was you know obviously a crucial play in that ball game and that's what I believe made it 14 nothing so Shepard was down and I think I think it made it 14 10 or, or 17 okay. to 10 i can't remember exactly but i thought it was 14 nothing but you might be correct all right he's the play-by-play man so nonetheless it was still something that 
gave a whole bunch of momentum to uh, Cutstown, and I don't think that's going to happen this time around. I think Shepard's going to get on them early and win. There you go, early prediction. Uh, but something else happened, and if only we were a day, if this came out yesterday at 10.45 in the morning, we would have been, been able to ask him about it officially. Uh, as we just got word this morning from uh, Chip Ransom, the SID at Shepard, that Bajan has na- been named one of eight finalists for the Harlan Hill Trophy as the Division II College Football Player of the Year. Uh, never a doubt that he would have been named a finalist, but uh, obviously the PSAC East Offensive Player of the Year has led the Rams to a 12-1 and record so far, ranked first nationally in passing yards per game, 346 passing yards with over 4,503 yards, passing touchdowns with 51, uh, points responsible for with 320 in total offense at 353.7. Additionally, he helps with Shepard rank first in the NCAA Division II in total offense and scoring offense. And uh, another player from Super Region 1, from the PSAC actually, is Henry Litwin, a senior wide receiver from Slippery Rock, among the eight finalists for the award. Um, obviously, Nick, you were looking through the uh, other finalists, and it seems like Bajant really stands out among the finalists. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all those numbers, and you and you look at the other, you know, seven finalists that are included, and uh, you know, some good players, but I just don't think any of them have at least the numbers to win this award compared to Tyson, and it's going to be tough for them to, you know, get those votes. In my opinion, because fifty-one touchdowns, forty-five hundred yards, you know, it's a pretty big margin to the next closest quarterback who I think has 46 touchdowns and about 4,200 yards or 4,300 yards. So he's got good numbers, but he also has, I think, 19 interceptions. Bajan has 11 interceptions, so, uh, you know, he doesn't turn it over as much. So I think that will also help him win in that category when comparing to other quarterbacks on the list. Um, And then just, you know, some good running backs, some good receivers out there as well. But I just think Tyson's numbers and what he's meant to Shepard overall as an offense uh, puts him just above everybody else, and he should get this Harlan Hill Award. Yeah, definitely, definitely extremely deserving of that award. And when we talked to him yesterday, definitely very humbled about being able to continue to play for Shepard and, you know, having the journey that he's on right now at Shepard and having those guys, that senior class and that really that super senior class uh, come back this year. Yeah, he's definitely the leader of this football team uh, overall, and they kind of respond to what he does. So I think that also contributes to the award. It's an MVP award. Um, so I think, you know, what he does for them as a leader is also very important. And, uh, you know, he's one of the top leaders on that team. Chris Lane on defense is a great leader, Ponce de Leon. But, you know, Tyson, he really gets it going for them. And I think that's something that he's kind of taking a next step in this season. Yeah, you can clearly tell that this season has been a uh, special one for Tyson Bajan, and I believe that he is well-deserving of that Harlan Hill Award, and a win this Saturday would just solidify it. As you guys were already saying, the numbers show that he is above and beyond all the other finalists and should be the one to win the award, but you never know if a loss would come up Saturday and maybe it's a poor performance if that last one could spoil things for him I doubt it when you look at it as a whole on the year I think he should win it nonetheless but a win Saturday against Cutstown would solidify that Bajan 
should most likely win that award. Spencer, did it say when voting is finalized? Because that could obviously impact things, too. Uh, well, here, here we go. So we kind of talked about this a little off air before the show. The NCAA Division II Sports Information Draft Director selected the finalists through a round of regional voting. The eight finalists will now be placed on a national ballot where all 181 of the division's school and conference SIDs will select the award's 35th winner, the top two players from the Super Read. The top two players from the four Super Regions advance to the national ballot. Four quarterbacks, three running backs, and one wide receiver. Uh, let me see. The winner of – so all eight finalists have helped guide their teams to the Division Two playoffs. Four will compete in this weekend's quarterfinals. The winner of the 2021 award will be announced on Friday, December 17th, and the winner will be honored at the Little Rock Touchdown Club Award Banquet on January 13th. It doesn't say – when the voting is but i would presume in the next so if they're giving out the award the 17th i would say maybe next week i don't know believe the 17th's the day before the national championship that would that would make sense i mean that's when the heisman gets announced the day before the national championship or the weekend of i believe so uh you know that would make a lot of sense um i was just wondering because like recency bias can sometimes pay play a factor if like a guy goes out and has a great game on saturday and like after tyson's third had gone Tarek, like if the voting was this week obviously you would would, would would definitely think about him regency bias yeah i mean he's obviously had a great season but i'm just saying like that would be the most recent thing in your mind when you think about pageant's play so definitely it it would help influence his vote so we'll see uh you know kind of what happens this weekend and like colin said could a loss to kutztown would that affect I don't, know. It, I don't know, but let's look at the, the bracket right now as it stands, because we haven't really talked about the Division Two playoff bracket since it was released. Obviously, this Super Region Championship or Regional Championship as uh, number one Cutstown hosting, hosting Shepard. The winner of that game will play the winner of number one Ferris State against number three Northwest. Now, I believe Is actually it? once they get to the semifinals, it's reseeded. Oh. So then it will be determined so we don't know actually who they would play that's That's, why there's kind of speculation like if Shepard wins they don't know if they'll host or not because it's more than just because they'll be reseeding when they get there that's really weird to me but okay that is weird never heard of that before I guess because like you could have four number one seeds so then how do you determine which number one seed hosts so they reseed it's a fair point very fair point and uh I guess I broke the news a little early but I I knew it, but we've officially been granted rights. I just received the email right now. So there you go. (laughs) Just received the email moments ago from the NCAA. Shout out to them for being quick this morning to get back to my email about that because we got stuff to do. We got we got to you know get so travel arrangements. Yeah, but but I mean it's but already it, Wednesday. The NCAA has stuff to do. It's already yes. Wednesday. Come on. All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the first segment of the show today. Um, that was a little loud when it popped up. <laughs> the segment sponsored by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. We'll talk a little uh, high school football, maybe some college football. Uh, just mix and mash into the whole segment. That's next on the Sports Mix.
car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. Are you seeking employment opportunities in a changing job market? Maximize your time in job search by joining Blue Ridge Community and Technical College for the virtual career fair on Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. All meeting sessions are private, 10-minute appointments between the job seeker and employer. Participants must register in advance for employer time slots. This is a free community event. Register to participate at www.blueridgectc.edu slash virtual career fair. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, November, December. December 1st here, already getting my days mixed up already, wish it was still November. Year's going by very fast. It's already December. Yeah, that's how days work, time. And this could be the end. Well, it'll be the end of high school football. Could be the end of our broadcasting of Shepherd football, even if they win. We may not be able to. I'm not certain. I don't know. I'm kind of confused by that, but. I'll, I'll just reach out to the NCAA contact again, and then I'll figure it out for you. How about that? Yeah, because based on what I've looked at, I'm pretty sure ESPN only broadcasts the finals or the championship game. I think they have the ability to. I think that's what I read is that okay. they could. Because then I, I looked it up because I was, like, interested. And uh, I saw, like, a 2019 game that was a semifinal on YouTube that was just, like, some random broadcasting company. So oh. I was like, hmm. maybe we can broadcast the semifinals. But I mean, obviously, Shepard has to get there first. Yeah, I was about to say, Shepard's got Shepherd to win. Shepard has to, one, get there, and two, we'd have to figure out where. Yeah, <laughs> where? right. If it's extremely far away, like in Georgia, I don't think we'll make the trip. But who knows? I was about to say, the only the only teams, Valdosta State, we're not making that trip. But Bowie State, that's yeah. in Maryland, could potentially make true, that trip. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where Ferris State is or Northwest Missouri State is. Missouri. I mean, yes, northwestern part of it. Colorado School of Mines, obviously, is Colorado. I don't know where Angelo State or Ferris State is. 
Ferris might be in Minnesota or something. Like that. I don't know. We have to figure it out. But obviously, these are all Michigan. It's. Michigan. Okay, new as an M. <laughs> you don't want to go up to the uh, snow? No. Bajan in the snow drops back. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the other Bajans team. Uh, we brought it up a little bit on the show yesterday when we had Tyson Bajan on, but obviously, big week for. High school football as the season concludes this weekend in Wheeling Island with the Super Six Championships. Um, Friday night, it'll start off with the Double A State Championship, number sixteen Fairmont State against number two, Fairmont Senior. Excuse me. Think about colleges still. <laughs> Think about Division Two colleges. Uh, number sixteen Fairmont Senior against number two Independence. Uh, eight and four versus eleven and zero. Fairmont Seniors had to had to go through a big schedule, a, a very big schedule hard schedule to get to where they are right now in the state championship game but if a 16 wins a state championship obviously there should be probably ranked higher than a 16 because of their schedule that they had a that they had this year uh that'd still be a huge accomplishment to win a state championship coming in with a number 16 ranking yeah i mean you're going through the toughest road to get to the state championship so it'd be very impressive and i think they got a good chance to win that game yeah i don't know if anybody's done it since Musselman did it, I'd have to look I don't at believe uh, so, everybody, but I know th- what I've heard. The 16 seed that's done it before was back when uh, Musselman was double A, I believe. So yeah. it'd be cool to see Fairmont Senior do it. They are uh, usually a pretty dominant program in double A football that you don't typically see being a 16th seed. So <laughs> well, that's uh, why they're in the state championship. They have four losses on the season. And three of those four losses are against AAA teams. Spring Valley, University, and Bridgeport. So, so are you they obviously had a very teams. tough schedule. Yeah, top five teams in the AAA standings. Uh, Arguably. Springs Valley was seven. Yeah, but in terms of but I mean the fact level. that yeah I mean the fact that you had to go through that schedule and you obviously losing those games kind of is what placed you 16th because three of your games were against AAA teams and you knew it was going to be a very tough contest to to be able to win those games. They only lost to Bridgeport by a touchdown, 35-28, but obviously the games that they that they won they were all AA games. They only lo- they lost one double A game to Lindsley out of Wheeling, and I don't even think Lindsley made the, the playoffs. They were at five and five on the year, so I mean they just went through a tough a tough schedule to get to where they are and to win a state championship. To be a 16 seed winning a state championship would be a very big accomplishment for that Fairmont senior program. And I think they have the capability. I would yeah. not be surprised if they do that Friday night. Yeah, that'll be Saturday. the Friday night. No, oh, it's no they're the Friday Double night. This whole anything. schedule doesn't make any sense. To me, To me, you would do it single A, double A, and then triple A. Yeah. Or triple A, nope. double A, single A. Put the, the first game, you know what I'm saying? But it's Friday night is going to be that game. Then 12 noon on Saturday will be the triple A game as Martinsburg plays number one Huntington. Um, obviously we're going to preview that, you know, through the rest of the week and we're going to have, hopefully have Andrew Rogers on again, Friday have not nailed that one down yet. Uh, but he should be able to come on again. Like I think he said he was able to, I don't know. Have have you talked to him this week? Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it, <laughs> so I'm sure he'll, he'll come on. And he'll what, come what's, on. What else he's got to do? I don't know. Prepare. Exams? Prepare for what? Oh, that's a good point. Prepare for SSAC exams? doesn't let us do 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that should be a good game. And I'm going to try and get Coach Sherman on tomorrow or Friday because uh, I know they'll be in the buses heading to Wheeling on Friday during the show because they're leaving, I believe, 9 or 10 a.m. on Friday. So that would put them in the buses still to earn the bus to get up there. Uh, but that should be a great game. We've covered Martinsburg, obviously, all season. And maybe we'll get Matt on talk about that. I don't I'm gonna see what his schedule is. Uh, but obviously, 12-1, and one, only blemish on Martinsburg's schedule was that Spring Valley game in the regular season. Uh, and then Huntington, 13-0. and 0. And this state championship game, if I remember correctly, this game was played in 2013. And I believe Martinsburg won 7-9? Yes. 9-7. Yeah. Because I saw something on Facebook on the West Virginia High School uh, Sports fan page or whatever it was a picture of the runner-up plaque from 2013 for huntington and it said this means business or something something like that uh but (laughs) obviously when the south southern part of the state talks trash to the eastern panhandle i know a lot of our uh fans love it too that tune in because no matter what the state runs through the eastern panhandle in martinsburg high school yeah we still got this one guy that uh, on the Facebook comments that uh, doesn't like Martinsburg, and it's he clearly says every obvious. week that it's go Spring Valley, go Maybe Huntington. Yesterday, yeah. I, I, he's either joking or yeah, as I'm you said, you just no. Who cares? Thank you for no. tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joseph J. Love you, Brian. <laughs> Joseph J. R. Fox chimes in says Martinsburg has played the toughest schedule in West Virginia this year, probably ever. Martinsburg has drove 2,185 miles this year, playing two top 5A and 4A teams in Virginia who are playing for state championships. I don't know if I'd say ever, but I definitely agree that it's the toughest schedule because, as you just heard, yeah, Salem and, uh, believe, Highland... Highland Springs. Highland Springs, Springs. yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that was the Ohio one, but that's Riverside. I blanked. But, yeah, those two teams are still playing Yeah, I mean, Virginia, uh, so. check the VHSL football playoffs because i i haven't checked it for a while those two teams are still in i was talking with uh rob about it either yesterday or two days ago when matt was in i can't remember which day because for them the state championship is also no this this is the semi-final week uh, i forgot virginia does yep. has an extra week so highland springs actually plays a uh northern virginia team i believe i don't know what the ranks are it doesn't say where it is uh but it's they're playing Stone Bridge out of Ashburn, Virginia. I know them pretty well. Definitely a huge program with Mickey Thompson, I believe, is our head coach. Uh, but yeah, they're playing for that. Um, and then uh, let me see, four A, class four, and uh, Salem's playing another Northern Virginia team, another Ashburn team, Broad Run, in that one in this semifinal game that's at salem football stadium so that'll be a home game for salem and that's a very tough place to play a football game so it's a big stadium that that place was so cool i still think that was the uh i've heard about it i'd heard about it as the best environment that we've been to i've had heard about it for years obviously being from virginia and that's where they used to play some i don't know if they still play the state championship that's a site for it um but uh that's a great place, except for the visiting visiting press box, you want to call it. There's a big old glass window, and they had the heaters on. It's like they didn't want us to be there. 
But it's all good. Martinsburg came out the win to open the season down there uh, in Salem, Virginia. But those two teams, obviously, if they're facing, you know, they're in the semifinals this week, the Final Four in Virginia. And uh, I, I didn't, I haven't checked to see where Riverside, Ohio is. I don't know, but the point of the matter is that Martinsburg, as we said, tough schedule. They beat those teams. It's a great program, and they're going to always have a competitive game head-to-head-wise, no matter who they play, wherever, whenever. Yeah, I'm interested will to do see it, and they'll be competitive. How this game plays out, because I do think that both these teams have kind of similar offenses in terms of you know they want to spread the football around, they want to make big plays. Uh, and obviously Martinsburg's a little bit beat up heading into this game, so I do, you know, Still think no that Murphy. that is a little bit of a concern for them. But like like we said, well, you know, and, and been... as you as you say that you said injuries a concern. I look over at the Facebook uh, stream, and Jim Klein, our buddy, our coworker, chimes in. The way I see it, the only the injury list can stop the Bulldogs from winning it all. Yeah, but they've had that step up mentality all season long. Like we said, they played the toughest schedule in the state. I think Huntington's probably played the toughest schedule in terms of playing in-state opponents besides not playing Martinsburg to this point, but they've played you know, some other really good teams in the state, and they've beaten them as well. So, you know, I, I give Huntington a lot of credit for the turnaround they've had this year, and I think they'll be a, it should be a good game. I think Martinsburg is the better overall team, but, again, the injuries would be my main concern and could keep this one a little bit closer than people might think. So it looks like Riverside did not make the playoffs because they lost in their final game of the season, um, and uh, it was a com- it was a non conference game. But if they would have won, it looks like they would have made their playoffs. But Martinsburg handed them their only home loss of the season. They went five and one at home this year, and they their points for was three sixty three points against two fifteen. So obviously they're a good team, and I do believe they are making the trip down here to the dog pound next year to Coburn Field. Yep. So uh, there's going to be a lot of – it's going to be a lot of home cooking for the Bulldogs next year, just, you know, taking a, a very quick peek at uh, next season's schedule because they only had, I think, what was it, four games at home? Yeah, yeah. in the regular season. In the regular season this year. And a, it, was it four games? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they had just the way they played most of their conference or their yeah their EPAC games. They had Muslim in away, Hedgesville away, and uh, those two games were away, obviously. And then you had Salem away, uh, Highland Springs away, Hedgesville away, uh, Riverside away, and then Spring Valley away with uh, Spring Mill. So it's definitely going to be an interesting schedule because I know they're trying to, I think they're trying to schedule some other big teams to come in here. Um, not officially yet, but I do believe in the talk in you know, what I, the chatter that I had heard that should be a pretty good schedule for Martinsburg next year. Uh, Always is. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, and we've, I remember earlier in the season, coach Sherman said, uh, usually get a good game out of Sharando, but they just didn't have the program that they have had in the past this year. And they had played in the spring, too. So a lot of that, you know, probably has to do with it. Maybe some people leaving, graduating and not, you know, and then having to, if you, if you had young guys, they had to play back-to-back seasons when you're not, you know, you're not a team that plays for championships like Highland Springs and uh, Salem do. I remember at the beginning of the season, Coach uh, Sherman said that he'd even be willing to look at teams down in, like, Florida or something. So yeah. I don't know if that'd be for next season or how long that well, would take, I, but that'd be cool. 
I think they're going to try and get this Salem thing to, to come up here because I know that they were supposed to obviously last year, but Virginia moving to the spring caused them not to have that game. And then I don't know if they'll play Highland Springs again, but that would be a great contest to see up here. Oh, that'd be so much fun to see again because that was that was the, the closest game yeah. of the season Martinsburg played, and the I, I don't necessarily want to say like the best game, but it was a very good test to see how you play against a team you want to say of your level out of state because Salem. I mean, I don't really know how to describe how to compare the classification systems in different states because in Virginia they have six A, they have you know in in West Virginia they only have three A right now, um, but obviously it's definitely something to look forward to next year. I don't know if Spring Valley is going to make the trip next year if they're going to reschedule that as a home and home, uh, but obviously if if you're going to get those non conference games to be home, then you're you'll really just have to make short trips to. Uh, if you add somebody else as a non-conference opponent and then you have to make the short trip to uh, Shenandoah Junction to face Jefferson up to Spring Mills and then over to Charlestown to face Washington. So should be a great, you know, look, looking ahead and early look to next season. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, simple road schedule, it seems like, for Martinsburg. So nothing too far unless they do decide to instead of having uh, six home games, make it only five home games and find a random away game that they didn't have this past time around for home. Yeah, definitely. And we'll, we'll definitely, whenever we hear the schedule in the next few months, because I think it comes out, what, in March they usually get it? Because I think they announced the final game. They announced the, the final game during Martinsburg the baseball, baseball game. Yeah. Uh, but when, when yeah, you look at... last year, too, they kind of had a delay in their schedule so maybe it'll come out earlier yeah who knows but we'll get that to you when it happens and let's just real fast talk about the uh final state championship that's saturday night in wheeling that's single a number six williamstown against number four ritchie county Uh, i still still got a gripe about why you're playing a single a state championship game under the lights on saturday night i don't know that's just how they've always done it is double triple then single I thought that they would have them all on Saturday because that's nope. why it's called the Super Six. All six teams, one day. See, guys, got to <laughs> realize you can't make sense of things that the WVSSAC does. That's very true. I've definitely learned I that mean, firsthand. It, it just made sense to me. but Exactly. It also doesn't really to make you. sense that it's in Wheeling because that's like the farthest trip for every school. And it doesn't make I sense. Like I, I think know, it'd be cool to play at Milan Puskar Stadium. I was going to go there. Kind of. I just think play at a college stadium. Yes. Like, I feel like most states play their state championships at college stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of Pennsylvania's. That's at uh, Hershey. That's they, not. They're moving it, I think. Okay. I think they Are moved they? it. Yeah. Okay. Well, they moved it to where. Penn State? To Heinz Field? To... No, Heinz Field has Whippeal. That's their region or whatever. Yeah, they'll have, like, city championship games. And, like, uh, Heinz Field and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the show. We ran pretty long on this, but it's high school football. We got to talk about it here in the Mountain State and uh, here in 
Martinsburg in Berkeley, Jefferson County. The segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated. It's located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk more sports. That's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WB Medicine is pleased to introduce five new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Leslie Golden, Orthopedics. Dr. Alexander Bitzer, Orthopedics. Dr. Courtney McQuillan, Obstetrics and Gynecology. Nurse Practitioner Carolyn Gable, Nephrology. And Darwin Castillo, Emergency Medicine. WBU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm in new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times in a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. It's NCAA Division II football on TV 10 as the Shepherd University Rams play in the quarterfinals against the Kutztown Golden Bears. Cuts it over the middle. There goes Josh Gontarek across the 40, across midfield. Gontarek outruns the punter. Gontarek's got room and blockers in front. He cuts back at the 10 and into the end zone. Join us this Saturday, December 4th, from Andre Reed Stadium as Shepherd seeks redemption against Kutztown. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130 right here on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix 1243 for your December 1st here 
as uh, Capitals and Wizards starting to uh, trend in a bad direction. I was disappointed in the Capitals last night. At first, before that third period, I'm like, they're up four to one. But hey, hey, I got got, to wear my ugly Capitals Christmas sweater for December 1st, and they ruined it. You know, I thought about that too yesterday. Uh, (laughs) We have the exact same one too, so that kind of would have been funny. Um, No, but you know what they say in the NHL a three goal lead is never safe. (laughs) And they showed that last night. I feel like the Caps have blown a lot of leads this season. I feel like the the cardiac Caps, but they actually made my heart die last night. Um, okay. They collapsed after taking a four to one lead to fall five to four, and uh, they definitely. I don't know. I I was texting my sister about this last night because she's a huge Caps fan, and I, and literally it was right at the start of the third period, and I said it's crazy to think that the Capitals are, are pretty good with, I think it's seven or eight players currently on their roster that play at least six of five or six of them that play regularly that are Hershey Bears players in the AHL. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Capitals had its uh, seventh rookie score a goal last night. Yeah, which the is, I, I, it's, just, it, yeah. it's just like crazy to me that all that, 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 that excuse me, that, but they that need is happening. Youth. Yeah, and... It, it's it's still crazy because I'm pretty sure if you looked at the roster, they're still the oldest team in the league or something like that. I'm close to it. Uh, but, you know, they got to get back on track. And I believe they put Oshie on injured reserve again. I didn't see that. But if they did, it's not good because Oshie's one of your stars. So having him out is hey, not Colin. fun. But at the same time, you're a quarter of the way through the season. Your team's... First in the uh, Metro still, I believe. And Ovechkin, I mean, has, what, 19 goals in 23 uh, games? So he, he's, he, I, they're I, fine. I don't they're know. Fine. What, like, how do you describe Ovechkin? Good. I'm talking about, like, the goat. like Hall of Famer. Russian machine never breaks. There, I mean, I guess that's the only thing you can say because, like, it's just crazy. He's on such... A trajectory right now that no 30 he's i think i saw last night that he's on pace for like 71 goals obviously he probably won't get there i mean no 36 no, year old that, should be doing yeah. i don't know it's just like it's like in Tom 23 Brady, games played he has 19 goals and 18 assists that's 37 points in 23 games mm-hmm. he's got a plus 16 rating he only has four penalty minutes Four power play goals. He's got nine power play points, one shorthanded goal, one game-winning goal. He's got 98 shots. And, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just the pace that he's on right now at the age of 36 is just unlike anything you've ever seen. That's exactly the point. It's The team's just figured out a way to get him shots, and they're going in because it's Ovechkin. He knows how to place it and – have the speed perfectly from quote unquote the office. I mean, it's a great season and it's special to watch. I'd put him as the MVP right now. I think too, when we talk about, you know, his age and stuff like that, it, it just seems like more and more athletes are having the ability to play longer and still maintain a high level. And I think a lot of that has to do with obviously like nutrition and training advancements. So while it's still impressive at 36 to be doing what he's doing, I think we might see that 
you know, start to trend up that it won't be as strange to see a guy, you know, produce like that at that age, maybe if, you know, nutrition and workouts and stuff like that, it seems like it's making it more realistic for a 36 yeah, year old. You just gotta I know we've got body. a long way to go in the season, yeah, only 23 easy. games in the season, but 2020 to 2021, obviously shortened because of COVID didn't start really until 2021. Uh, 45 games is what he played in last year or this last season. 24 goals, 18 assists, 42 total points. He's five goals away from that mark, and it's December 1st. He scored 19 goals in 23 games, which is, I think, the end of October is when, or mid-October? First week of October. Second. Yeah. Something around there. Second week, I think, is the correct one. I mean, that's not even two months, and he scored 19 goals. It's a hot start, but can he keep it up? I, I hope he does, but I mean, I, I you, you just never don't. see a guy do it. So I don't know. I just the, the pace that he's on. It's obviously going to be hard to do for anybody, but just the the utter fact that he's thirty six years old and staying on that pace is crazy to me. Um, yeah. So it looks like they've put TJ Oshie back on the injured list. Um, Justin Schultz placed on the injured list as well. So they're you know they're playing with a bunch of young guys. And uh, they're just – for playing with a bunch of young guys, they're doing pretty well. Yes, so that's why I'm not as worried about a loss like last night's was in which they gave up four unanswered goals in the third. Now, if it continues to happen, maybe if it happens tomorrow against Chicago or if they just barely beat Chicago and then it happens in a couple more games on this homestand, maybe you get a little bit – anxious but not too worried it's still early in the season you're at a great spot in the standings your team's playing very well so last night it's just move on to the next one and the capitals right now sit at the top of the east or metro division still um you know it's just this is I feel like this is reminiscent to like 2007, 2008, 2009 when they were really good and then they just kind of fell. So let's hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, but, you know, just to finish off on, on Ovechkin, he's obviously chasing. He he. It's obviously means something personally to him to be able to get the goal record or even get as close as he's going because he's just on a different grind this year, it appears. Yeah, he's at 749, I believe, right now. So still has a long ways to go, but I believe as, as we've been saying, Yager, he's he can do it. Seventeen, well, Yager's at so that's seventeen away. He's seventeen goals away. If he takes care of his body, and it seems like he can continue to score, I think he can break the record. Yeah, I mean the problem here is you're not you're once you get past Yager, it'll probably be until twenty twenty three when you even get close to Gordy Howe. Because yep. even if you get to 766 this season, you still have a whole nother 30-plus to go to get to Howe. So he's got to have a 30-plus goal season next year to get to Howe. And then it's 894 for the great one. And that's – if you average 30 goals a season, he's obviously on pace to average more than 30 goals this season. But I don't think he can keep – if he gets more than 30 goals this year, which unless he falls flat, he can score 11 more goals and 45. Unless he gets hurt, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. 
um, he's he's just it, the pace that he's on is crazy, but you can't keep up that pace. So if he gets to seven sixty six, maybe to seven seventy, you figure he can score thirty goals next year. That gets him to eight hundred ish. Then to eight thirty. I mean, that's four seasons away. So there's it's a still a long road, but it's definitely a possibility. I mean, it's too early to talk about it then. I mean, like until he gets within twenty or so, I don't think it really matters. I don't think he's really focused on it. I mean, he's focused on winning. And I think he wants to win another Stanley Cup too. Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be that'd more be nice. important than the goal record because most people believe that that goal record is untouchable. So. Or unattainable, I guess you could say. Unattainable. I think that's a better. I don't think it is. Well, a For lot him. of people think it is, though. For him? I, I don't know. It depends on how long he wants to play. Obviously, I, I think, think he's he wants still going to play. I think, I think he wants if he gets hurt. What if he... I don't know. At, at first, I thought tires. it wasn't going to happen because of COVID. And as you said, the shortened season. But now, at this pace, I think he can do it. All right. Well, that does it for this I segment. Got to get in another break here before the end of the show. Got to pay those bills. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll talk a little Wizards, and we'll wrap it up next on the Sports Mix. Building, looking down on me, blocking a perfectly good view of the sky. But I've got rolling wide open fields. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Life can get in the way these days. We all know that. Work commitments, social commitments, volunteer commitments, family commitments. You put your heart into all of it. You've got enough to worry about already. Your roof shouldn't be one of those things. Everything should just work. But when your roof is in need of an upgrade, you shouldn't have to worry about that either. Modern Renovations, your four-state roofing solution. Reminding you that home is where the heart really is. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. As we get ready to wrap up the show here, we'll talk a little Washington Wizards. They are set to host the Timberwolves tonight. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off, and we'll have the game on Talk Radio WRNR with a 6.45 pregame show, Dave Johnson, on the call for the Wizards Radio Network. Should be a good one for the Wizards. It should be a, a very it's eleven and ten for the Timberwolves. That's a record versus thirteen and eight Wizards. And the Wizards they had a really hot start and they're not doing too well because they were what, ten and three? I believe so, yeah. At one point and they're gone three and five in their last eight games. And this won't be an easy one tonight. While well, you think of the Timberwolves as not a very good team, they do have you know, three three players scoring 19 points or more in Russell, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and uh, Anthony Edwards. So, you know, they got a solid young core there in Minnesota. Uh, they're 11 and 10, but uh, it won't be easy tonight for the Wizards. I think they need, you know, good performances from their role players. They need Bradley Beal to really get it going. He's kind of had a little bit of a slow start to his season, at least for his standards, uh, averaging 22 points of a game. Uh, I don't think they need him to score the 29 that he's averaged, I think, the past two years. But they need him to get, you know, that number up a little bit. Uh, not that 22 is a bad number, but you'd like to see him scoring at a higher, more efficient rate. And he's off to a little bit of a slow start uh, for the Wiz this season. But I think, you know, we'll see where this team ends up. Um, again, you know, this is a challenging game. I, I feel like all of them are going to be a challenging game because, as you can see, this the team's NBA. inconsistent. That too, but <laughs> so, that's a fair point easy. as well. My point, though, is that this team's inconsistent. They were off their hot start. Everybody was like, ooh, maybe the Wizards are going to be all right this year. But they seem more just okay. I still think they're going to be a Isn't playoff all right team. right and okay the same thing, Colin? All right, okay, all right, okay. What's that song again? All right, all right, all right. That's no, all I know. That's, that's all right, Matthew okay. McConaughey. I know you're talking I about that. I can't think of how it goes. Uh, let's talk about oh, NBA. There you go. Yeah. There we go. M- NBA Batman. breaking news came out 42 minutes ago, so after the show started. The NBA will make Heat Bulls forfeit next available second-round picks over probe into early contracts with both Lonzo and Lowry. Oh, no. What are they going to do about those second-round picks? Not picking the second round. (laughs) (laughs) Only get a first-round pick? Point for me. If they have those? I don't know. That's just breaking news. Do they own possession of their first-round picks still? They'll be okay. Trust me. They'd rather have Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry than that second-round pick. Yeah, definitely. Uh, That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer DeBuy saying so long. And uh, Wizards basketball tonight, 645 pregame at 7 p.m. tip. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you in 23 short hours.